Hey everybody, welcome to Smashing Game Time. We are two brothers that go through gaming's back catalog of yesteryear. I am your host, Nick. I am joined by the lovely Josh. Why, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. I just say good evening. We're recording this on <laughs> Sunday, the 24th, no, the 14th of January 2024. I knew I was going to get there eventually. So this is coming out like basically a few hours after we record it. So our brains are just going to be a little a little kerfuffled being out of our normal recording time. Uh, for yourself. Uh, well, what are, you, what, what are you drinking there, Josh, before I get into the whole spiel? Is that a Game G fuel. fuel? Game fuel? Yeah. Is that like a it's root? The... Not a root beer, a Mountain Dew? No, it's it's an energy drink for gamers. Uh, the painting, like I saw the painting, it kind of looked a little arty. It's that... Naruto. Oh, uh, it's uh, Sage Mode one. It tastes so good. It's a limited edition. We are not sponsored by that limited edition Gamer Fuel can. Not yet. Not yet. I saw it and I was like, that's arty. And then you said it's Naruto. And in my head, I was like, that's not art. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Shibuden was fantastic. Burrito, take it or leave it as you will. Although Blue Vortex, I hear, is pretty fucking good so far. I don't know what any of those words you just said mean. Okay, Shippuden. You know what Naruto Shippuden is, right? Uh, no, is it like the sh okay. kind of like what it's they like, do with Dragon Ball, where they did like Dragon Ball Super, not Super, yeah, but like the short yeah, yeah, no, version. exactly like that. So, uh, Shippuden would be the Dragon Ball Z equivalent. So it's you know it's two years after Naruto ends, and then after Shippuden goes to Baruto, which is equivalent to I guess Super, but it's following Naruto's son Baruto. No, so would would Baruto be more of a GT because people hated GT, and I don't even think GT. Okay, yeah, that's anymore. probably. Yeah, I would say that's probably more like it because uh, it's hit or miss in spots, especially towards like the like the prison arc and all that. People would just bitched and moaned about it. But Blue Vortex, which is the sequel to that, so it's like I think it's like three. I don't know. I'm not highly up into it, but it's like a couple years after Baruto ends. And it follows him, and it's like supposed to finish how it actually started. Uh, and the first scene of Baruto, it shows Baruto fighting, um, and I already forget his name, but the the main antagonist of uh, Baruto. They're fighting each other in a, a hidden leaf village after it's like been devastated, so it's like no more basically. And they're fighting on top of the Hokage uh, mountains. I'm giving you a lot of time to talk about anime here. Really, the only yes, anime are. anybody ever needs to see is Yu-Gi-Oh maybe maybe followed by some outlaw star but other than that you don't need to watch uh, any anime cowboy bebop cowboy who won now oh the netflix show i like that netflix show yeah you are dead to me <laughs> hey this is smashing game time you can get us anywhere that you get your podcast we're on apple we're on spotify we're on youtube podcast we're also on proper youtube proper where you can see our beautiful faces in the squares beyond compares uh, hey, fuck the algorithm, tell a friend. That's right, word of mouth is king here at Smashing Game Time. We don't give a shit what the algorithm says about us. It's what you say about us and those words that you're telling other people that get those people to listen to us and then they tell friends and they say fuck the algorithm and all that shit. Which, uh, by the way, I'm working on that trademark. Are you working? Oh, goodness gracious. Oh, no. I don't. People, people, you can freely say, you can freely say fuck the algorithm, tell a friend. Uh, I'm just going to make it so they can't put it on merchandise. That's all. Oh, we'll Josh. be able to put merchandise. Oh, no, no, capitalism. No, no. Oh, hey, oh. best best fifty dollars oh. I spent so far. Okay. Oh God. Oh God. Hey, work's been submitted. Okay. Well, you know what? I'm gonna break. You know what? Just to even it out, I'm gonna break some copyright or trademarks or whatever. Uh, that's hot. Uh, what's an, what's another famous one that people? The You're words, fired. You're fired. Um, come fucking get me. Come fucking get me. Or uh, I'm sure this one, I'm sure this one is uh, trademarked somewhere. Uh, I'll be back. I'm sure, sure that is. sure somebody has that. Uh, who is that guy that fucked up his political campaign just by saying, Bruh! I'm sure that's also trademarked. But I say all that to say, hey, just tell your friends about us. Anyway, uh, so today we're going to pick out our book club game that we're going to be playing through the winter here. Uh, uh, we'll talk about that at the end of the show. Uh, but before we do all that, let's uh, let's talk about what's been going on. Uh, I, I'll go first this time, Josh. I will take the helm on this one. Please, go ahead. Uh, so the 
by the way, I don't know if you know this, we have a website, smashinggametime.com. We've got some guest lists going up for 2023. Uh, the uh, lovely Apple Plus TV list up from David Arnold is up, and it's amazing, so go check that out. Uh, by the time you he- by the time you hear this, there'll be should be another one up. And uh, let's see, that's from JMO. JMO's ranking some games that need to make a comeback. And then there's another one later in the week coming from uh, Ryan, aka Black Shinobi, who uh, did his top ten Rick and Morty episodes. Uh, do we also have our journals up yet? So I did my journal. I don't know if you did your journal. I thought so. Am I good? Just go ahead. But I haven't put. It, I gave it to you. But the, I wasn't sure the if beauty, I'm supposed to put it up or if you are. The beauty of the journals or diaries or whatever you want to call yours is that it's up to you. I'm not. Well, no, I, mine's I'm done. Keeper. I'm not the keeper well, I, of your diary. I, I, I'm, aware, I'm aware of that. I, I have it ready. You saw it. The problem was, am I supposed to just go ahead and put it on there? Or do you need to review it before I put no, it on No, just put there, it on so. there. It's your diary. I don't care. All right. We're going to say just, some, just, if you I'm say say some, some weird ass shit. If you say some raunchy shit that gets me canceled off the internet, I'm going to be pissed. Uh, I'm going to say some weird ass shit. I'm going to make sure it says by Nick Kaufman. God damn it. God damn it. But hey, my diary is up. And you know what? That was really fun because there was some game stuff in there, but I had some other stuff going on in there. Uh, Game-wise, I was super busy this week with reviewing a game. So this past week with reviewing a game. So a lot of my diary just went into the, you know, the music I was checking out or, you know, I had my first article, I had my first piece go up with hard drive, which is the video game satire site that I've been trying to pitch for the last few years. And I'm finally on their pitch team. So I had those go up and I actually uh, put some show notes to those. Um, But I was, I was really happy about those. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, outside of that, yeah, like I was saying, a lot of my week uh, was spent playing Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown. My review is up for that uh, uh, up for that game on Game Chronicle. Uh, we don't score on Game Chronicle, so if you're one of those people that just scrolls to the bottom, you're the problem. Uh, Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown is a Metroidvania side-scrolling. Prince of Persia game from the folks that brought you the wonderful Rayman Legends, and I think is the other Rayman Legacy, mm-hmm. the newer one. Uh, but they, I mean, they've done all the Raymans. They're the Beyond Good and Evil team, so they ha- they're a pretty well, pretty well established part of Ubisoft. Uh, and I remember when this game was announced. Uh, I think it was Summer Games Fest last year in June. People were kind of like, eh, "That's not my Prince of Persia." Side scrolling. What? He doesn't look like Jake Gyllenhaal. Get that guy out of here. <laughs> and I, I, I got to tell those folks that were angry and say this isn't their Prince of Persia. Play the fucking game and this will be your Prince of Persia. I, I've heard nothing but praise about it. And honestly, I kind of want to buy it now. I, I think it's kind of crazy that it's this. Well, it's, it's a huge game. It's a 20, 25 hour game. And the map is huge. Uh, there are people, uh, I, I trying to avoid spoilers the best that I can. There are not any like real time powers in it for anyone that's wondering who's like hankering for some Sansa time powers. Those are not in there. Uh, the boss fights are challenging. They get harder as you go. Uh, there was one particular one in the middle that I struggled with just because of the speed of the boss. And, uh, it's one of those games where you were not going to be successful if you were not using the parry. Like I was... In early boss fights, I was just getting obliterated. And I'm like one of those assholes that's like, I don't need to parry. Why would I don't want to do that? I just want to hit people. And uh, once I started parrying, the game got a little easier for me. Uh, the powers are also really, the, something I really like about it is the way that the powers. Um, so you get the powers, and you know, like a typical Metroidvania, you use them to maneuver into a new area that you couldn't reach before. And uh, something that I really like about the powers is the way that you can, um, the way they get implemented into combat as well. So, like, there's a wall, there's like a wall run thing. It looks like a wall run. I forget the actual name of it. But you think, oh, I'm going to use this to, like, perform these platforming jumps that I couldn't do before. But then the game finds a way for it to work really well for you in combat that, again, I don't want to get too into uh, because it'll spoil some aspects of it. But it's a game that just kept surprising me. and all the areas are very, very unique. They're not anything that's going to, like, blow your mind away. Like, if you've played, like, a Metroid, a Castlevania, or any of the millions of Metroidvanias out now, you've seen, you've seen the, the different biomes that you're going to go into on this one. 
Uh, what else about it? What else about it? They um, they do something really cool that I touched on in the in my review. They did it early on, but I didn't see it too much after the fact. So you're part of this ragtag crew uh, called the Immortals, who are like these legendary warriors. And you all, basically the setup of the game is the prince is kidnapped. And you are going to this uh, mountain. I think it's Mount Quaif, Mount Quaff. Mount Quaff. I forget the pronunciation. But you're all going there and you get trapped. And you get trapped like by this little dimensional thing that's screwing uh, with everything on this mountain. And uh, there's a point early on, you're fighting like a wave of enemies. And the leader of your group jumps in to help you. And there's a lot of chitter-chatter, a lot of talking. A lot of this is voice acted. Uh, more on the voice acting later because you have a news story for us. But uh, the, the voice acting is fine. And the characters are all like, uh, you know, you got your big guy. You got your bow and arrow guy. Uh, you've got your mysterious, like, assassin-type lady that has a mask on. You've got the one that you're closest with. And then you've got, like, the leader who's kind of, like, your mentor in a way. And so this, I mean, the story's not gonna, not gonna revolutionize anything, but I think they did a, I mean, it's really, it's really, they did a really good job. Cause the thing I don't like about Metroidvania is, is how lonely they can be. Mm-hmm. Like it feels very lonely. You feel like it's you against the world. And I mean, I feel the same way about souls like games. I think souls like do a better job of having you run into NPCs that are like kind of supporting you. Uh, but like they, they're much more. Uh, like you're much more likely to see him in there. Whereas any Metroid game I've ever played, like it's just it's so lonely. Like I remember Super Metroid, Zebus or Zebus or however you pronounce it. Very Zebes. what what is it? Zebes. Zebes. I was wrong both ways. God damn. But yeah, so this game doesn't feel it. It does feel lonely because it, to a certain point, those situations of people popping up like that stop, and they only pop up to like move the story forward. But the few times that it did happen, I was like, oh, that's really cool. I really like that. Like, I wish they would do that more. Otherwise, I think it's a great game. I think everyone should play it. Kind of crazy that we've already got a hit. Oh, well, this game comes out on the 18th. Um, but, yeah, we've already got a hit like three weeks into the year. Yeah. Hey, and it's already in the running for Game of the Year 2024. Watch out, Goody. So watch out. Watch the fuck out. Oh, and uh, it's... Okay, so I, I will spoil this. So it has mini bosses, and it has mini bosses that are the dark version of you. Oh, and I think it does that better than any other game I've ever seen because those are like some of the most challenging fights. They just they they play exactly like you, but they have an additional power that you don't have that completely fucks you up. And they is keep... that how you get said power? Okay, but these cool. but these these fights are optional, and you don't have to have that power. But I want that power now. You want that power, yeah. But I, I mean, thought... you know me; I'm a sucker for Metroidvanias, and the fact that they have a dark version of you, like to me, that is peak Metroidvania that you can get. When they, like I said, they're challenging fights. I also forgot to mention the photo, the photos you can take on the map. So, like you, you know how like in Dread. You can mark the map to kind of say, like, oh, I need to come back to here. Mm-hmm. But then if you go back through your marks, you're like, what the fuck does that mean? I don't remember what this one is. In this, you have an ability to take a picture where you're standing, and it'll put a mark on your map. And if you put your cursor over that mark, the photo pops up. So it reminds you. Oh, that is cool. And so the and I was like, you know what? I feel like someone else has done it. Like, when I was playing, I was like... That's cool, but I feel like someone else has done that. Like, maybe Dread did that. And I went back and researched it, and I was like, oh, shit. This is the first time anyone's done this. It's kind of fucking that is, nuts. That is fucking awesome because I can't think of many times I put a marker somewhere and I'm like, what's this word again? Because they're so generic. There's not like a, you know what I mean? Like it's just such generic markers. It's like, oh, here's point B or here's a, a creature sign. Like why the fuck did I put that there like seven hours ago? I don't know why. It's going to help completionists for sure. A hundred percent. And you know you what? Had me at, you had me at hello. Speedrunners. Speedrunners. I can see it helping speedrunners. Like, with their note taking of like, okay, this is where I can exploit this. I can see. That I guarantee, working. I would not be shocked. So we have the the AGDQ coming up. I think it's in a couple weeks. So that's mm-hmm. Awesome Games Done Quick. That's like their winter version of Summer Games Done Quick. Mm-hmm. I can see the Summer Games Done Quick. This game being on there and being like, like one of the top games for sure for their list. 
it, it, it feels like it's primed for it because the move like you already you already feel pretty fast at the start of the game, but as the maneuverability powers and the special abilities come in, it's, it definitely does speed you up. Um, and then just, I mean, the number of times where I went, like one of those mini boss fights I mentioned, like I couldn't beat it. And I was like, I fucked off for a while. I was like, I'm not going to fuck with this. I'm leaving. I'm going somewhere else. And you just, you kind of have those options. Like the map is like wide open from the beginning. So it'll be cool to see how people exploit that. Uh, other game I'm playing is called Spookware. This is a... It's about three years old at this point. This is from Beeswax Games. Uh, this is WarioWare, but with skeletons. That's it. <laughs> That's all you need. Your three little skelly bros sitting on your uh, basement couch at the beginning, watching TV, and all these mini games pop up, and you have to get like a streak of seven to keep all three brothers from dying. Like You have to win seven games before you fail three times. And then, like, after you complete that, that turns out to be the prologue. Then you go to school, and, like, you bump into, like, random mini games at school. And it's it's fun. Like, it's a nice little turn your brain off. Well, you get, not fully turn it off, but a fun little, like, okay, I've got ten minutes. Let's see how this game can piss me off with this little mini game. Uh, there was one where you had to, like, dig up, I think it was a body, and you had to, like, move the control to, like... And, like, your shovel gets stuck at one point, and you kind of got to, like, rattle the thumbstick around to unshovel it. Uh, you have to, like, defuse a bomb. But you can't just cut the red uh, red wire. You have to pay attention and see what wire they want you to cut. It's fun. I'm enjoying it. It's my It was my distraction from Prince of Persia when I needed a break during the review cycle or during the review timeline window thingamajig. Uh, um, time frame? Yeah. Yeah, this is a weird recording time. My brain's off. Uh, yeah, but I'm enjoying that so far, and I think that'll be something that sticks around for a little bit. Otherwise, it's been a light week. A lot of music. If you checked out the diary this week, uh, some good music too. Uh, hey, Black Moth, Super Rainbow. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Lo-fi synth stuff. I like it. I like it. Josh, I'm going to pass it off to you so I can shut my brain off for a minute. All right. So I've been, uh, been grinding the crap out of Escape from Tarkov, uh, level 20. Uh, all of my uh, traders are level two, except for mechanic. I have just a little bit to go before I get him level two. Um, just been, honestly, been questing or tasking the crap out of that game, and I'm, this is probably the furthest I've been in a long time. Usually, I'm like really slow about it because I'm like dreadfully doing it, but uh, doing doing that and getting pretty far, uh, I still feel like I'm. I I still feel like this game is too big for five people. Uh, twice now. In 24 hours, not 48 hours, I've killed a teammate by accident because we're spreading out and we're a big squad of five and they're not communicating. So I accidentally killed them. Same person twice, by the way. But uh, your team so, just loves you. That one guy just got to love you so much. He was actually really chill about it. If it was Matt or Jordan, they'd be like screaming at me, calling me a piece of shit, telling me to go kill myself, probably. <laughs> uh, but, so gamers, they're gamers. Yes, they're gamers. Uh, but Matt even killed him at uh, once, so I was like, "Okay, it's not just me. It's there's terrible communication going on there." Do you guys know? But this it made guy? me realize is this a, is this a it's person? one of Matt's friends. Okay, okay. it's one of Matt's friends uh, from the military. So I just I at that point I was like, "No, what? I don't think I can play with a five man anymore. Like three three man is probably my max. Maybe four if I'm pushing it. If we're all going for the same thing, but no more. It was I would have them on Discord. I'd have you know each of their streams going so I could see where they're at, mm -hmm. and it became too much because not only do I have to watch their screens, but I have to watch mine to make sure I don't accidentally shoot them. Or I can't tell you how many times that happened where we all accidentally shoot each other. Is it from a uh, oh hey I turned the corner and they're there and I pulled the trigger, or is it from a uh, oh there's a guy out in the field I'm going to shoot him? So the first time was I was looting a, a body. He didn't communicate or anything, but all of a sudden. I hear a big thumps. The door next to me opens and he scared the fuck at me. So I just unloaded and he goes, that's me. That, uh, and he died. I'm like, <laughs> Shit. The second time was, uh, Nick, you probably won't understand these references, but there's a location on customs. That's one of the maps. There is what we call crack house because I mean, it just called crack house. There's a bunch of medicines and stuff. And then there are a couple of dead bodies, whatever. So there's crack house. And then there's fortress, which is just a brick, building that has like equipment in it i think i get both references yeah so i'm in, inside crack house and the second floor looking towards fortress and they're all screaming there's somebody at the bulldozer now there is no bulldozer on this map there are front end loaders <laughs> so 
same guy is all the way up against Fortress looking at us shooting. And he's closest to one of the front loaders. I'm thinking that's the guy. I pull my scope out. I wasn't looking up at his stream. I pulled the trigger. I cleaned him really quick. Like one shot in the head, he dropped. And I'm like, yes, I got the guy I'm about to say. And all of a sudden here, oh, fuck, I'm dead. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Hey, you're efficient. You're efficient. I was. It was one bullet. And yeah, I would, if it was anybody else, I'd be like, yeah, guys, I got him clean. He was just standing there. But it was him. Hey, hey, I, who, who doesn't love friendly fire? <laughs> who doesn't love it? I, I mean, realistically, in, in the real world, can't talk back first off secondly um we would have some type of communication going on there and he wouldn't be that far away from the rest of us what do i know great story though <laughs> <laughs> yeah after that i was like yeah, i'm gonna go back to being solo for a little bit i might join like a three or a four at most but i'm trying to keep it solo for the most part because i keep at a five man i keep killing people that's my escape from tarkov experience this week uh and then I 100% completed uh, Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster. Now I'm on number two. And these, again, these are the classic ones just re-released. Yes, and it's just, uh, you know, it's, I wouldn't say it's, okay, so I still think the PSP versions of them are, look way better. But this is, like, the original, they took the, like, old, I think it's, I I think it's technically the, they're 2.0 i say 2.0 because if you look at like the 1.0 versions of all the original first i think it's first five they're really you can tell the difference between them and what we played even as a kid i think it's the 2.0 version but it's just updated so there's like there's not those weird 30 uh 32 bit lines it's all clean and everything Mm -hmm. Uh, and then they also included like a auto battle mode which just increases the speed by 1.5 and just repeats the last uh command you made but i did the hardest the hardest achievement in that game was there's a you have to complete the bit uh basically like the the, i call it the pokedex but the the b word best bestiary best diary uh, bestiary thank you that one uh there was one enemy that only has a three and 64th chance of appearing which is like only four percent jesus it took me That's... an hour. I, I finally got it, though. So wait, all they have to do is appear? You don't have to kill them? No, I do have to kill them. Okay. But wouldn't and it be a bitch if it was one of those ones? Wouldn't it be a bitch if it was one of those ones that appears and tries to run? I'd be so pissed. <laughs> I'd be so pissed. But like it was one of those, like I didn't even know it existed until I had to look it up. And I'm like, oh. And apparently it's a thing for a lot of them. Which shows you how much, I, like, I even though I love Final Fantasy, I think... The first six are the ones where I couldn't tell you what the, I say secret, but it's like the the high rarity ones are. Like, like I said, I'm going through two right now. I'm trying to knock all those out. For the most part, it's been pretty easy so far, but now I'm getting to a point where I'm like, okay, once I get towards like the end of it, I, I forget a lot of things that they did as far as the enemies go. Mm-hmm. And I know with three, I'm going to be screwed because I think I've only played, the only time I've ever played three was when it was re-released on the uh on the DS when it was the 3D version. And that was, yeah, that was 10, 10 years ago now. Yeah, and I've never played it since. I've played four. I could sit here and tell you all about four. There is no doubt in my mind that'll be like, oh, I can tell you, tell you four at the back of my hand. I can tell you like bits and pieces. I can tell you like little, like little chirps of like four. Oh, I mean, four is like the best one. Well, mm. technically six is the best one, but that doesn't count. <laughs> Still going to die on my eight hill just out of, just to be that guy. Eight was good until after the. I mean, let's face it, the the coolest parts of eight is the parade, the gun blades, just the gun the blades. gun blades, and the two uh, schools basically ramming each other in airship mode. Yeah, that, that fight was cool. That fight's fucking cool. And after I think, that, I could give two shits. <laughs> I think that fight fucking is between disc three and four or two and three. Like the fight starts at the end of disc whatever, and then it's going on for so long that it's like. You have to switch a disc in the middle of it. Because let's see, you have to defend your garden. Mm-hmm. And then after you've defended it, then you jump over to the other garden. And then that's the end of that disc is, uh, or the end of that. Yeah, no, that's, that's the end of disc too, because. Oh, then it flashbacks it, to like the orphanage or something like that. Yeah. Cause I think after you beat Eden and, uh, Ida and, uh, uh, Cypher, 
it goes into the orphanage scene where uh, Renoa is unconscious and you have to get her to the future city. I forget what it's called. And you all find out that you're all at the same orphanage but don't remember a thing about it. Yep, and then you go to space. Oh, God. Josh, that might be our book club game right there. Uh, we could do it. They, we, I mean, the HD version's on. It was on sale. I don't know if it still is. I yeah, bought it. That version of the game's not very good, from what I hear, from the reading, the reviews, and just like seeing. I have, of it. I have the HD version, and I have the original version they released on Steam. Mm-hmm. We can, uh, we can also even go the PS One route and just put that on the emulator. But we won't say where we're going to get that emulator from. Uh, I, I, well, no, it'd be a ROM, and I already have a copy of it because I have a copy of the game. Speaking of ROMs, what's this other game on your list? <laughs> <laughs> Metroid Prime Remastered. Hey. You know, I, and I own, I own that. I'm allowed to do whatever I want with my uh, with my uh, physical uh, material. Yeah, Nintendo. Fucking try to stop them. Uh, just please do not send me a cease and desist. My name is Nicholas Kaufman. Go go off, Queen. Tell us about Metroid Prime Remastered. Where are you at? Where are you at in the game? I honestly played it for five minutes <laughs> this week. Oh, why is this on this list, Josh? My goodness. Because, oh because it, Nick, it, it deserves the praise that people don't give it, and I want, I want echoes. Says the remastered. man. Says the man who only gave it five minutes this week. <laughs> Dude, I was hardcore into Tarkov and hardcore into <laughs> Pixel Remaster. You leave me alone. You were like, I'm team killing. Leave me alone. I can't be bothered. <laughs> I, I went to loot. Okay, I'm in. I have four million rubles. Okay. So I That's really, like $2 in American. So I have a sealed copy of this sitting over there across from I me. I do too. And I just, I don't, because like I think of this game and I think, okay, the opening's really great. I like the first area and I like, and I also like the Chozo runes. Um, Vendrana drifts and the, the, uh, the lava place are awesome. But then I think about like, oh no, then you get into like the Phasm Mines and then you also get into, uh, I guess the Phasm Mines is like where the space pirates are headquartered on the planet. And I just yeah. remember that portion of the game just being a drag, just really being a drag all the way up until that fight with the elite pirate at the end. Well, let's not forget that once you get through all that stuff, that's when you actually start the backtracking. You have to go through all the worlds to get, because I think that's, isn't that where you get the spider ball? Yeah, but they also, I don't think they mitigate, because remember Wind Waker got the remaster treatment a few years ago, might be 10 at this point, and they mitigated the whole Triforce hunting, and I don't think they did that for Metroid Prime Remaster, if my memories, if what but I But I'm okay with right. that, because Prime is so fantastic, like, Echoes, yes, please, because that game is long, and there's a lot of backtracking with that shit. I, I don't know what I don't know what is up with that early 2000 era of Nintendo being like, oh, you played the game, you really enjoyed this game, didn't you? Do you want to run through all the places again, looking for stuff that we're not going to directly tell you where it is? But know what Nintendo was doing a really good job with with their stuff? Once you beat it, giving you a harder difficulty. Mm, but yeah, but how many people are actually? going back through and playing it like that Us. i don't think i don't think a lot of people are doing that the special few like yourself are but i mean nick how many times did you play wind wicker on the gamecube just one just one time i was done you're full you're full shit you one went time. back because because once you time. beat the game then you can understand what all the uh did or the guardians were saying because you couldn't understand what they were saying at first i didn't care enough to go back you liar i didn't and you know what and now in this day and age for those who want to find out all you gotta do is hop on the YouTube. Josh, you're talking to a guy who played ReCore. I let me let me tell you this. I, I I think you know this. I streamed ReCore when I was still streaming, and I was enjoying the hell out of that game. And then you get to what I thought was the final boss, and you beat him. And then he goes behind a door, and the game's like, "Oh hey, you don't have enough shards. You need to go collect more shards out in the world. Go collect 20." And in the middle of the stream, I was like. We're not going to go get all these fucking shards. You guys just... And I asked the stream. There were like 10 people in there. I was like, you guys just want to watch the ending on YouTube? And like a good chunk of them were like, yeah. <laughs> you quit. Why I would quit. you quit though? Record is such a good game. No, it's not. No. Okay, let me rephrase it. Let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. It was a good game for you. I, I Believe me. I wait. So I did... When ReCore was announced, I was like, dude, I'm fucking, I'm hyped for this game. I'm going to play ReCore. And Josh, I think I'm talking myself into making ReCore the book club game. <laughs> what, what, uh, what platform is, is it? I thought it was only Xbox. It's on, it? it's on Steam. I think you can also get it on Game Pass, though. Oh, my gosh. Don't, don't. You... <laughs> but no, don't. so 
put that black magic on me. So, I mean, it's a fun game uh, from the shooting and like using your robot buddies, but the world, it's just, the world is so empty. There's nothing to it. And I don't remember there being a lot of different biomes. The game just felt, and again, like I said, I waited until like the complete edition came out because I wasn't about to play the broken one that came out. And even then, I just it felt like the game was missing something. And again, I didn't want to go artifact hunting or whatever it was. Well, it is on Steam, but I'm not going to drop 20 bucks on it. Yeah, don't do that. Uh, well, since you only played five minutes of Metroid Prime, where did you leave off last? Are you still in the Chozo runes? Have you fought Flagra? Okay, that, that flagger is pretty good. I mean, you got to think, the, the the longest thing I had to do with that game was set it up. Since I'm playing it on the Steam Deck, I had to get all the controls right for it mm-hmm. and optimize it. So that was the bit, bigger part of actually playing it, was just optimizing it so it actually ran well. Uh, I still, th- like, when I think back to Metroid Prime, just in general, I think back to that fir- that boss fight with Flagra, which is technically the second boss fight, and just how... the how smart the game is with how, how it uses the morph ball instead of just navigating, like finding ways to use it in combat. I thought that was great. And then, yeah, that opening fry gate's pretty cool. And then just, I, the, I, mean, oh, I just love the parasite queen. That that's like, the, like that gets my heart going as far as like, that is my kind of boss fight. I, I do enjoy that because there's no, you're not finicking with like all these different abilities. You're just like, Oh, I have to shoot this motherfucker. And like, Spam the shit out of your beam. You can charge it up. You can shoot missiles at it. Mm-hmm. You can dodge the little hornets it throws at you. Hey, now you're starting to talk me into it. I don't want to open my copy, though. Well, I so well, don't. So I, I just looked up ReCore. Definitive edition on Steam. CD Keys has it for $6.20. Yeah, it's not it's not an expensive. It's not a terribly expensive game. I'm, and it's a short game too, right? It's like it's not, it's not that long, dude. It's the artifacts. It's the artifacts. <laughs> I, okay, but here's the deal, Nick. It's compared to uh, Death Stranding. It is a shorter game, way What's, shorter. What does uh, how long to beat say about it? Uh, let me pull that up. I love that our first game we made it like the longest game. <laughs> but you you guys wanted to do it, and then I'm the only one who actually went through and finished it. I tried, man. I tried. I forgot how much. You know, when Kojima was like, well, if I can't have these long, expensive cutscenes, I'm going to make them fucking walk. 12 hours. 12 hours. Is that full completion? 37 and a half for 100% completion. Oh, dude. But you're not going to complete it. You're just going to go through and get the, the 12 hours. You're right. But we'll we'll talk about it here after after the news and the meme. Anything else on Metroid Prime, Josh? Uh. I will eventually get back and play it some more. But like I said, I'm on the I'm on achievement hunts right now. I hundred percent in another game. I've been this year is all about hundred percenting stuff. So I actually even have to go back on my PS5 and do all my games, including God 2018's God of War, because guess who uh, got a copy of Ragnarok from the library? Jesus. And it should be here soon. The fucking library. <laughs> the library strikes again. Hey. Well, it's at, I'm at that point where everybody's like, okay, we're done playing these games. You know, the, all these holds are starting to go away. So I'm like, the fact that I even got a copy on first try, I was like, hell yeah, we're going to fucking do this. We have we have but the it, library to thank for um, Forspoken making your top 10 list on the site. Seriously, I don't know why people shit on it so bad. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, I'm not saying it was like the best game, but compared to what people were saying, I was like, yeah, this is a fantastic game. Not the, the best. Combat- the no, no, not, it, it was like third best. It's going to make top three. <laughs> But yeah, people shit on it for so long, and it's like, no, it, I prefer this over a fucking Atomic Heart. I thought Atomic Heart was awful. Oh, Atomic Heart is so cringy. It's I still have it downloaded, like thinking, trying to convince myself I'm gonna go back. But I think the only reason people liked it were for the big sexy robot ladies. That's it. I think the few the few guns I shot felt good. The gunplay. Felt yeah, good. but but let's just face it. Like the, the thing that everybody were like hammering to was like, oh, I want this big. It was lady. It was lady. Uh, lady D. Dom- it was Lady D all over again. Big, tall girls, thick thighs, beating the shit out of you. My favorite thing about Lady D is that she's basically only in like a quarter of the game. <laughs> yeah. But that was like the like the spot they were like hyping the most was, I hey, it... have this big, tall lady vampire chase you around the, the castle. <laughs> you had me at hello. I think Atomic Heart really leaned on the, hey, we're Russian Bioshock. Come check out Russian Bioshock. Which I'm like, okay. And I liked I liked all the aspects of that. But at the same time, I think it was way overhyped. And the same thing with Forspoken in the opposite direction. I think 
people just kept shitting on it. And it's like, okay, just because one or two semi-mediocre YouTubers came out and said, oh, this game is so cringe. It's because they've never interacted with anybody outside of their uh, <laughs> troll base. I, I love that you, I love that we're talking Atomic Hearts and you're like, yeah, yeah, I love those aspects. I love the aspects of it, which were the Bioshock in Russia. So you essentially, Josh loves Bioshock and he loves Russia. You heard it here first. Uh, I prefer the Bioshock part, but no, it was, just, it was a nice little twist on like a, a different Bioshock. Like, I mean, it's like, it gave me the Bioshock feeling, but it wasn't Bioshock, you know? I, again, I'm going to go back and finish it, which means I'm probably never going to touch it again. But I uh, couldn't. Yeah, I, hey, I I got to the creepy robot vendor uh, lady who like ties you up with all of her robotic strings and basically tries to put it in your ass. I that's where I stopped too. I was like, okay. And I was like, yeah, this went too far. All like right. this is where I put. It. Like I was like, okay, these these robots are fucking hard. I like in this. This is like a really like makes me think and be careful and you know watch my ammo. Nope. As soon as the rape part came in, I was like, yeah, I can't do this. Yeah, the game lost me. It's sexually assaulting a refrigerator. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of that, let's move on to the news. Read all about it. Latest football scores. Morning paper. Morning star. Paper mister. It's time for old news. Yeah. Um, let's start from the top. Uh, Zelda fan recreates Majora's Mask Clock Town in Minecraft. I was which... watching this beforehand. I'm going to mute it so that we don't get drowned out by it. But um, here, let me. So this is uh, this is from Game Rant. Thank you, uh, Tyler Shipley, for writing this article. Uh, so they just did Clock Town, right? Yeah, just Clock Town. Okay. Uh, it didn't. I don't think it stated how long it took them to do it. I can't imagine it was something they did in a, like a couple weeks. It had to be something they've been working on for quite some time. But did they get the moon in the sky? That's the most important part. I don't think you might just have to watch, won't you? I'm not watching all nine minutes of this, Josh. I don't think they got the moon up there. I think it's everything but... The, I think they literally did, like, a room by room. The whole thing. There's, there's just no moon. Yeah, I saw that. Okay, I think this is Andrew's uh, grandma's house the, with the reading room. Yep. Uh, I mean, they, the done, they did everything from, like, the Great Fairy Fountain, the town shooting gallery. I mean, literally every single room in the whole, the whole uh, clock town. Oh, I've spent so much time in that kitchen in that house, like just because I thought there was like a secret in there or something. I don't know why. Oh wow, man! Maybe that'll be maybe that's our book club game, Josh. Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask. Dude, I'd have to actually go back and try to remember each thing because I can remember bits and pieces, but it's been a hot minute. I I mean I'm the edgy kid who says that's his favorite Zelda, and I'll never stop. I mean, I still like the, this is Link is dead, and you're going through all the terms of... Uh, the the five phases of grief? Yes. I, I want to throw that in there because I know Nick's favorite uh, thing is Major, uh, Majora's Mask, and it's actually kind of cool to see, you know, it gets some love on the Minecraft side. Hey, I'm the edgy, yeah, I'm the edgy kid. Like, you guys like Ocarina of Time? Fucking, I'm going to stuff you in the locker. <laughs> I think Majora's uh, Mask yeah. has aged a lot better, and I and and I think I think the um, I think a lot of the lessons learned from developing Majora's Mask have carried over into way more games than Ocarina of Time. Well, I mean, look what uh, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. It's it essentially it took that like, hey, let's use a lot of the reuse a lot of the assets. Let's bring in a couple of new ones. And let's just shake it up a little bit, and it did fantastic. I still think Majora's Mask and uh, the Ocarina of Time was by far the best back-to-back games we've ever gotten for Zelda. Well, and I can hear the assholes in the email already yelling at me about this, but when I, when I say influential, like, yes, Ocarina of Time did some great influential stuff when it came to being a 3D adventure game. What I'm saying with, like, the time elements of Majora's Mask, like, have been implemented in a more interesting way in modern gaming, as opposed to where Ocarina of Time was just, like, the foundation to build upon. Yeah. That's my two cents. What do we got next, Josh? Right, moving on. Uh, Discord. Uh, they decided to lay off 170 employees due to overhiring. So, obviously, we've seen uh, these past, what, four months, a lot of companies, for some odd reason, thought, oh, it's going to be a heavy 2024. We need to start hiring and ramping up because, I know, we're, we're, we're done with COVID. We're done with uh, all this stuff. We're trying to ramp up all of our production because there's going to be an overflow of all these new things. And 
even Discord decided like, hey, we we fucked up here. Uh, this article comes from Wesley LeBlanc at Game Informer. Wesley's nice. I've interacted with him on Twitter a few times. Yeah, this is uh, this is everybody. Well, first of all, seventeen percent of Discord, so that's kind of crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, this is the other. This is the pendulum swing from COVID when everyone like just went into a hiring craze. You had all this money flowing with all these people having extra time. And now we're seeing, yeah, now we're seeing the other end of it. And that's why things look so dire. I mean, what was the stat I heard? I think it's Game Informer and other sites tracking all the layoffs for the year. And I think we're already, we're only like 14 days into the year and we're already at 2,400. Yep. Because, uh, yeah, Twitch, yeah, it says it, it even says it here. Twitch laid off about 500 people, 35% of its staff the other day. Uh, da, 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 laid off a thousand. Da, 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 da. Oh, that was last year for Microsoft. That was a big one. Jeez, please, Papa Cheese. Uh, striking Distance Studios, the team behind, <laughs> laid off more than thirty employees. In August. Yeah, so this is just going through all of twenty twenty three. Uh, but it's been, it's been a um, it's been a mess out there. A hot fucking yeah. mess. And eventually, I assume it'll get better. And I hope all these uh, people either got a really good severance package are already back on their feet but of course you know we're thinking of them hoping they uh can't get off their feet and uh, or get back on their feet keep on moving because it's obviously a difficult time yeah we hope so those, hey the, we, and we're not just saying that because we're currently on discord with this uh recording this video video call for this podcast uh but yeah well, hope, hopefully hopefully everyone affected by these layoffs not only at discord but across the board lands on their feet uh hey Sounds like there's going to be twenty four thousand or twenty four hundred more new Patreon fucking pages. <laughs> Jeez it's Louise! Just, I mean, and of all of all places, Discord. Nick, I don't know if you've ever seen like their um, their packet of like what they offer as far as like be- benefits. Pretty fucking substantial. A pretty pretty good benefits. Like I think like their their biggest thing that like they go towards is. Uh, I'm going to, I don't know the technical wording, so I might butcher this, and I apologize ahead of time for those who uh, may be offended by it. Josh, butchering uh, the wording? No, no. Well, never, I mean, because it's like, I don't I don't remember the actual wording, and I don't want to seem like I'm being heartless, because it's more of a, I'm trying to remember, and I can't to save my life, but gender correction. Uh, oh, they oh they help they help with the, they, they yeah, they give you, I think it's like $10,000 or something like that. Yeah, yeah which cool. is like one of the few things that a lot of companies don't even attempt to do. So it's like, oh, it's, I mean, that's why it's like they're very open. It seemed like very like friendly place to work at it. So it's like, oh, wow, 170 people, seven, 17 percent. Like, damn, that's I'm honestly surprised Discord hasn't been swallowed, like swallowed up in the acquisition, like fucking landfill, landfill, like I mean, I would it all. I, th- I would think at this point that they would be able to, like, find a way to to make themselves like bigger. Like they've been trying so hard with Nitro and it's like, I don't think Nitro is the way to go. Dude, I was chatting with someone on there that had like all the like their thing was all frilly and stuff, and I was just like, oh, like, ugh, ugh. I, I mean, I tr- I try to do nitro, and it's just, it's just the only benefit that really is like you can stream at a higher resolution. So if I'm gonna do that, I might as well just go over to Twitch where it's free. I will say the mobile app is uh, looking better. Like they separated DMs from like everything else. The only thing I don't like is I can't easily see who's on stuff now. I have to like click on general to see who's all online i have to you know then remove general to see who's all currently in uh, channels and stuff it's harder to search for like old messages too on mobile. like i have to i'll try to do it on mobile and i'll have to like jump over to like my computer to see if i can find like some old jokes or something i had written on there uh what do we got next yeah uh prince of persia the (laughs) text-to-speech program okay so this Uh, this article is what is this this is GameSpot from luis joshua uh, gutierrez uh go off queen go off yeah so essentially um there's currently a character in the game that is being voiced by text-to-speech for those who don't know if you ever go on to like tiktok or basically anything else that has a talking voice and it sounds very robotic like you know it's not a real person talking more than likely that's what it is that's a, that's a text-to-speech and that's basically what you get with this character now nick has ran to this character a few times it's uh so if i'm Kalux. remembering if i'm remembering correct okay so the game has so the save the save spots in the game are called the walk walk trees and every once in a while a walk walk tree will have a uh, head that pops up with it that'll talk to you about your journey and one of these particular walk walk trees is right before you go into uh this dark pit area and it's like, hey, I will help. I will guide you. And 
looking back, it does sound a little robotic. But it, it, it isn't something that like took me out of the experience. Now, that being said, Ubisoft has commented on this already and said that this was just a placeholder until they've got, until they have the um, actual lines from the actor reading them to put in place of it. So, I mean, I honestly think this is a non-story because I think a lot of places do use placeholders while they're developing. And this just, yeah, it, this this point, is just an it's... unfortunate, this is just an unfortunate, like, uh, unfortunate thing that ha- like was still in game while people were reviewing it. I get that, that you want to have the game as complete as you can, but when the game when the um, when the review window is earlier than release, it's totally understandable that there are going to be some aspects of the game that aren't one hundred percent. These same people aren't complaining about like the balances that are needed for the bosses or these other things, which I mean, there's already a day one patch going out. So it goes, it all goes back to the day one patch argument. Like, why do I need to download this upgrade update for the game already? My, my only beef with it is this seems like an easy way of saying like, Oh, like what would have happened if no one said that? Like no one pulled this out and said, you know, Hey, they're using text speech. Like, would it have stayed in there? Would they have even done anything about it? I'm pretty sure I saw, I, I saw, and I don't know, I don't remember the source, but Patch Notes had already mentioned that they were going in and mix, like messing with some, like mixing some voices that weren't fully ready for the full release. Okay, like I said, it's just one of those, like, was this like your, oh, you know, this was our get out of jail free card as far as like yeah we we their plan was to get in there we we're just waiting for the recordings from the voice actor or stuff so it's, to me it just seems like an easy way of getting out of it and that's why i'm still kind of like eh. ubisoft's been known to you know to to lie and to you know like lie through their teeth i mean look at i mean i still bring it up as an example look at watchdogs look at that re, uh, that trailer we got back it was it uh it's been it's been about 10 years everything we've talked about it's been like 10 years <laughs> out the but I'm just. But that's my point, though. Is they've lied to us so much. They lied to us about Rainbow Six and everything you could do in that. They lied to us about uh, Watch Dogs. They lied to us about um, what was the other one? They lied. They, they've they've been known to lie. So it's hard to 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 you know what I mean? Like Nick, if if you're if Lane lied to you and you found out and it was something that was not a big deal or not a uh, small deal, would you still trust her with everything going forward, or would you still be a little skeptical? Well, as a stakeholder, as a stakeholder <laughs> in Lane, uh, no, I, I I don't think it's apple and oranges. I get I get, but they weren't they weren't lying. Like this was just a voice in there. They weren't like trying to mislead anybody. They came out right away. And again, yeah, Ubisoft has done some shady shit in the past. But also, this is a little character that's in there for eight lines total. It, not even a, like the area like you get through the dark area and then the tree. Uh, you get to another tree and it stays there. It's like, hey, I'll be here if you need me. Well, so now I'm curious. Did any has anybody uh, openly announced they've beaten the game? Like, it's you're able to beat the game with this review copy, right? Yeah. I wonder if anybody has gotten through and what the uh, credits say for that character. You probably pull up the, I, if it's like any other game, you can pull up credits right away. Oh, that's true. I was thinking they had to beat it. Dumbass. I, I at, when we get when we get off the show, I'll show you the character, and you'll be like, oh. I can just look up the character. I know the name. It's Kalux. So I, I don't. I haven't up. seen. I don't think anyone can put video up yet. Oh, either way, I don't care. I'm not, I don't care that much. I it's just. It's one of those like, well, they well, it always, you know, it's just hard. It's Ubisoft. It's hard not to think that there there was some J shit happening. Actually, that video might be up now. That I think about it because the the uh, you can only post past a certain point, but I think that's before that point, so it might be up. But I, I'm still going to show you after the show because I want to show you. All right, well, let's go ahead and move on. Um, Halo's unannounced Battle Royale game canceled. That's right, folks. <laughs> no more. This is from no The months. Gamer. Uh, this is from George Foster. George, thank you for writing an awesome article. I completely forgot they were trying to do a Battle Royale. I, I did, too, because <laughs> it's been so long. Um, but, yeah, yeah. Um, I like I'm not crazy, right? I remember something being said about they, it, not being officially announced, but like someone saying that they wanted to test out battle royales on their property. It might have been like Phil Spencer getting out and being like, "I want to do battle royales." No, you're not crazy. Yeah, that was definitely up there. That's well, then there was. We're in a time where battle royales are still going strong. I mean, yeah, a lot of them are dying. Apex is one of them. Uh, Fortnite's doing pretty damn good. 
Fortnite's never gonna die. Somehow PUBG it, it made a comeback. I don't know how. Mobile. I thought that was dead in the water. I no, think, I think mobile's keeping them afloat. It, well, it's the standard game, not the mobile game, because they're two different games. Oh, are they? I, I could have sworn. I thought. I thought I saw that mobile's numbers were like Buku Dolores. Crazy well, mobile's mobile's numbers have always been pretty high for some odd reason, but the, well, that's, that's up there with all J- mobile. Like games Japan is point. Japan is super fucking into their mobile gaming. So. Yeah. I thought but, PUBG was like bananas over there, but maybe I'm wrong. No, it is. It's it's heavily based over there now. But it's like, how? How are battle... Like, I don't know. Battle Royales are in a weird spot where like you have to have content where I feel like PUBG doesn't have it, but it's still high. Apex has their recent one is the Final Fantasy crossover where everybody can pick up the Buster Sword. I'll tell you, I'll tell you why Battle Royales are uh, starting to go the way of the Dodo. It's because it's tied in so heavily with games as a service like name mm-hmm. me like if if someone can find a way to do a battle royale that isn't tied to games as a service you're fucking you're good you're cooking you're good to go but it's so ingrained in it with the skins and everything that enough people are like ah you know i don't i don't want to like if someone comes out and does like a campaign that like where the main camp game campaign is battle royale but it's not multiplayer I think that might be something like if they if someone just comes out and does like a Hunger Games campaign game, I think that's something that could like really stand out as opposed to the rest of these being like, oh, hey, we've got Peter from Family Guy. Oh, hey, we've got uh, who does Apex have? Does Apex have any special guests right now? No, it's just they do. It's a crossover. So right now it's Final Fantasy Rebirth and mm-hmm. everybody can get the Buster Sword or like, uh, OK, so, yeah, that one or. Oh, uh, and their thing is right now, they, their first big mix up was. They had the One Wing Angel death box, mm-hmm. $250. I also heard yeah. people didn't like the way Aerith looked in Apex. Well, the skin for Aerith, yeah. I heard people were like, oh, no. <laughs> that was another Kotaku in action. I'm sorry. I'm always, <laughs> I'm always browsing those trolls just to see what the fuck they're bitching about because they're always bitching about something. I got to remember to keep going there they're, just to make fun of these people. <laughs> they're never happy. They're never happy. They're miserable. They're fucking no, I get miserable. It. But it, it's 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 weird what companies are willing to do to fucking shake people of their lunch money. Yeah, yeah, I I do think some companies are really gross about that. But like I like like my original point was saying, if you can find a way to make your battle royale not be so dependent on being um, games as a service, I think you've got something special. Got something that will stand out from the rest of it. Oh, good. R.I.P. Uh, Halo Battle Royale that uh, um, was basically the world still does not the, need <laughs> was it was still in the crib. <laughs> it got snuffed out of the crib. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Nintendo Switch 2 released a possibly accidentally revealed. This is so fucking stupid. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so. This IGN so, article is by Taylor Lyles, by the way. Thank you, Tyler. Taylor. Taylor, sorry. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you. Okay, so for those who remember the good old days, we had a nice little brand called uh, Game Shark. Uh, for those who are too young to know what that is, Game Shark was our cheats. Back in the day, you either had to have the CD or the cartridge uh, inserted, and then you had to put your game in afterwards or your game into it, depending on which console you're using. And that's how you played with cheats. We didn't have these fancy PC mods or, you know, say that it's you had to use these cartridges and discs. But anyway, wasn't the game um, shark essentially like someone like like, for example, if it's me and you're setting something up for me, you were like putting something in like a command box to like make the game do run on this thing in this specific way. But it was all just like in a cartridge. I mean, to an extent is more like uh, ever play with like a. What's the best way I can put it? So basically, you would go in and you'd say, okay, I want infinite health. And then you would say yes or no. Or I want god mode, yes or no. Okay. Basically, just a bunch of if-then statements already put in there for you. Now, there were a handful in there that you could tweak. It'd be like, okay, well, uh, you want a certain amount of uh, experience when you complete a battle. What, what do you want it to be? And you could set that experience. You have to say yes or no. I want Mario to have big pee-pee. Um, so first of all, so apparently they accidentally leaked a apparent release date of Nintendo Switch 2 uh, during CES. And second of all, the fact that... So GameShark is coming back as an AI company. 
Yes, it hurts me. It hurts me. It's just like Blockbuster yeah. being an NFT company right now. It hurts. Ooh. It hurts. Yeah. Um, but I w- so yeah. Apparently, Switch is coming out September twenty twenty four. There has been not confirmation, but like the uh, if you come down here, uh, there have been a few journalists that have like, oh yeah, hey, our sources are kind of reporting like something similar. So there might be some truth to this, but the part that let me. <clears throat> First of all, I hate that this is basically selling people on Game Shark because pe- people would have had no idea Game Shark was coming back if it wasn't for this. So I kind of feel like yeah. they did this on purpose. But uh, AI Shark notes that this software is not designed to be a cheating tool, but rather it focuses on aiding individuals and in improving their gameplay over time. And its target audience is casual gamers, according to the press release. I'm not done. Harnessing the power of AI, supercomputers and our exceptional code writing team, we are aiming to eclipse the original Game Shark's triumphs tenfold and redefine gaming landscape on a global scale. Buzzword Central said AI Shark founder Todd Hayes wrote in a press release. Said AI Shark found. Oh, wrote okay. That that was worded weirdly. Alltech Lansing is our first inaugural peripheral license licensing partner, and we will assist them in capturing a significant share of video game headset market. Oh my gosh, uh, where so there was so there was a segment in here where it was like it's going to make you better at games. We want to help you get better at games. Oh, here that, it is. That's called cheating. <laughs> AI Shark is supposed to be AI enhanced software designed to aid individuals in improving their gameplay over time. So the only thing I can assume would that be is like it gives you like a breakdown of how you like for if you're playing like a multiplayer game like Call of Duty. My thing is I assume it maybe it's it gives you a breakdown of what you're doing and ways you can improve it. Is would it be like, my, might be my thought, but is even it taking, then, it to me. Is it taking your inputs and being like, oh, hey, you fucking idiot. You need to fucking move faster. Well, see, to be I don't know if they're trying to help individuals and they're trying to make it to where um, um, they're like trying to help people. They're going to, first off, they're going to have to to go through all these companies with their anti-cheating software and try to prove, like, hey, well, this is not cheating. We're trying to collect uh, all this data that will eventually, you know, make players better. And if that's the case, what are they going to be using with that data? Because I'm assuming they're not going to charge somebody for it. They're going to make it a free thing. Nah, I, I don't trust this. I, this is a stupid I idea. I don't either. They're definitely... It's going to go back to the cheating ways. They're they're leaning... They're 100% leaning on the Game Shark name and gave it an even dumber name, the AI Shark. And no, just get the fuck out of here with this stupid fucking bullshit. End of story. And you just spoiled the Switch release date for everybody, you assholes. And, but you were also potentially guessing, so go fuck yourselves. Yeah, fuck you. AI Shark, we want to help you. Get in the fucking locker. Get in the fucking locker. That, that might be my other catchphrase now. <laughs> Get the fucking locker. Get in the fucking locker. Uh, Josh, you have a meme for us. Meme time. Uh, I do, and uh, story time. Well, not story time. Uh, I fucked it up. Uh, but I'll, I'll get to that. Well, so hey, it's Josh. If it's a shitty meme, own it. Own it. Own your shitty. I'm meme. gonna. I'm gonna own it. Uh, so it's Elmo. He's got fruit to his right, which uh, says one of the best. Or so if Elmo is representing Prince of Persia. To the right, it's a bunch of fruit, and it's one of the best Metrovanias from a AAA company. And to the left, it's flour, but I like to say it's also cocaine. Uh, and it says go cheap by using TTS instead of hiring a voice actor. And Elmo just dives into the uh, cocaine. You did fuck up this meme. Yes. For those who uh, can see it, uh, it's supposed to say hiring a voice actor, but I had instead put hiring an, A-N, voice actor. Oh, but if you look here, Josh, it's like cut off. We can only see one of the best Metroidvanias from AAA. I don't yeah, think, I don't think we're that's all supposed to say. Huh? That's all it's supposed to say. One of the best Metroidvanias from Oh, AAA. no, yeah, yeah, yeah it, is, it, is missing, it is missing. I see that. It did yeah, you, it's a fuck-up meme. Sorry, you guys. You completely <laughs> fucked up. That means you owe us two memes next week that better That's fucking fine. bring it. Better fucking bring it. I ain't posting this shit. I ain't fucking I, doing that. Yes, you. I can, can fix it later. Or I can get you the fixed copy later. I ain't fucking doing that. Put your, put your diary up, too, boy. Put your diary up, too. The things right. I do for this company. <laughs> this company. Uh, hey, we've reached the point of the show where we need to pick a book club game. Uh, we're just going to do this live. We're just going to talk this out live and see 
I do. So we do have a couple pitches on the floor. We we're eventually we're going to do Fallout. We're going to run through the Fallout series. We're going to start that soon. But we wanted to have something, you know, just to get in between ba- a buffer, a buffer, just to get the ball rolling here. I know we said Recore Metroid uh, were some options here. Uh, let me pull up. I'm pulling up Steam right now to see what we have here. Um, Josh, what are, what are your thoughts so far? Honestly, though, I'm kind of liking those two because they're both. Uh... They're both a lot shorter than uh, Death Stranding. Uh, we own at least one of the games in uh, Recore. I'm happy to to dip in uh, $12.40 for us both to get a copy of it. I've already uh, got Recore, my dude. Okay, I'm, I'm down dropping $6 for one game. And I'm pretty sure it works well on Steam. I should have. I should have gone into... Is it working on the Steam Deck, Nick? You Does got it work it on the Steam Deck? Let's find out. I'll pull that up real quick. Um, looking here, like, one that comes to mind is Shovel... Oh, this is loud. One that comes to mind is Shovel Knight? I'm not against that either. Shovel Knight's a really fun one. I think it's expensive, though. It's really expensive, Josh. Well, how expensive are we talking? I think it's like a $30 game. Well, which, wait, which version of it are we talking? Uh, I think it's just regular Shovel Knight. Is it the treasure trove? Yes, because it has all those DLCs. Mm, yeah, thirty-one dollars. Right Some there. in-game text is too small and maybe difficult to read. I hate oh, it. that. I hate it when they, that's the one thing the game's like. Ah, we don't know if this is free. We don't know if this is gonna work. Ah, it's like, no. oh, dude, it was nine dollars and eighty-nine cents. It's the cheapest it's ever been for October 27, twenty sixteen. Gosh darn. Ah, wait, wait for it. It'll go on sale again. Uh, do you have? You know one I've been thinking about that I'm like I really want to play this game because <laughs> I love I love the developer so much. Which game is that? Transistor. Why do you have Transistor from the guys who did Hades? I don't have it, but it can't be that expensive. I think it's only like ten dollars. Even then, I think you can get it pretty like you can buy it on your phone. I'm trying to think, uh, where's my my Steam disappeared on me. I also think it doesn't run the great. If I'm remembering correctly, it doesn't run the greatest on. I remember trying to play it on the plane. Yeah, super super giant games, and it's actually ten years old this year. Oof. So I think that might. Ooh, ooh. This one is twenty bucks, but you can probably find it on sale somewhere. I gotta remember even how to spell it because I'm being dumb. Transistor. T R A N. S-I-S-T-O-R. It's, it's verified, so I don't see how it could run terribly. So I think what had happened to me was I was playing on the plane, and I think the audio and the the video of it was, like, out of sync. I'm kind of feeling this game. Wait, did you put it on the SD card, or did you put it on the actual? I don't remember. Because they tell you if you put it on the SD micro SD card, it, it better be not a demanding game. Well, it's transistor. It's not that demanding. Uh, no, no, Nick. It's based on load times. Uh, time to beat six hours. Twenty bucks. I'm trying to find it somewhere cheaper too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with transistors being up there too. Transistor seems like a good one. Uh, they have another game, Pyre, but I think that one's like more sports based. I do want to play that one though. I also think Pyre is like twenty bucks as well. Yeah, twenty bucks. They're the they're those tw- they're those twenty buck guys. Um, um, they won't be. I'm looking. I'm looking for cheaper right now. I'm a cheap bitch. This boy. This boy's cheap. This boy's cheap. Uh, we can make it block. <laughs> no, we. I'm not. Doing, I'm kidding. No. I'm fucking kidding. Oh Ooh, boy. Um, seven dollars. I can do seven bucks. What block? No transistor. Yeah, dude, let's do Transistor. Let's just fucking do Transistor. Game's 10 years old this year. I don't think it got its proper praise. I need to know now, though. If I buy ReCore, are we going to be doing that at all? Is that something I, I can actually do and not have to worry about you playing it? Yeah, I'll, play, I'll fucking replay ReCore. No, you don't have to. You don't have to play ReCore. I'm asking because it's $6.20, and I'm actually, I do kind of want to play it. I will. But, I will. Uh, no, I will. I will. But we're doing Transistor first. That's fine. Transistor it is, baby. Transistor has it. So that's going to be our new book club game. We'll start that. Uh, we can actually, when we have Mark in on Wednesday, we'll, so if you want to get like a little, if you want to get a little bit away, you don't have, I'm not saying you got to beat the game before Wednesday, but I think another thing that'll help is setting a window. So maybe like when we pick a book club game, like 
if it's a shorter game, like give us two weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, for the next two and a half, we'll say two and a half since this is a shorter recording window for us. Look at that. We did it. I see. I like doing that. We did it live. We did it live. So, Hey, uh, next episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about transistor. Uh, and you, we, I don't know if we'll make that like our third part with Mark on the episode next week. I still got to make sure you're still good to go because it's been a while since I talked to him about it, but Hey, yeah, we'll play transistor next week. So check that out. Um, Hey guys, we reached the end of the show. It's going to be a little shorter one because we've all got headaches and we all got to go to bed. Um, you can find me, Nick, at uh, that Kaufman on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube and Twitch at Nick Fat Night. Not doing too much over there, but I do want to do want to try to get some streams going here and there. Uh, you can also find me uh, reviews on Game Chronicle. The latest one is Prince of Persia. Go check that out. You can also find me on Hard Drive. I've got two articles up. I've got one about Dave the Diver and one about Netflix. So go see those over there. There's uh, links to them on our website. Uh, find them there. Yeah. Josh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me anywhere at uh, Andrash Singh. Any reviews over at Game Chronicle recently? Uh, not uh, well. Not, uh, for this year. I finished all the ones from last year. I need to look and see if he's had new ones yet, but it looked like he still had a bunch of old stuff on there. That, uh, that, that uh, Japanese noir pixel game looks cool. I just don't know if I got time for it. I forget what it's called, too, but check that one out. Uh, Smashing Game Time, you can find us anywhere. You can find us on TikTok, YouTube. You can also find us. Uh, we have a website called SmashingGameTime.com. Go check it out. We've got people's top 10 lists from 2023. We've also got other fun lists on there. Uh, Josh and I are doing weekly diaries, uh, talking about music, whatever we've got going on in the week, so check those out as well. you also find the podcast on there. It's nice to have a little place for it to live that isn't bound to somebody else, so that's cool. Uh, hey, as always, thank you to Alex Marvin Clark for our intro and outro song, Hunt Him Down. Uh, hey, find us where we get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, YouTube podcasts, also YouTube as well. And uh, again, SmashingGameTime.com. Hey, folks, fuck the algorithm, tell a friend. This has been Smashing Game Time. I hope each and every one of you had a smashing great time. We'll see you all next time.